thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. We're back two weeks in a row. Yeah, finally it has happened to me. Ah, you must be Brad. I am. Mm-hmm. You're Andrew. I, I was just, sure am. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, was, I, I was automatically going on down a tangent before we got the open even. <laughs> it's all right. Tangent heavy. Yes. <laughs> kind of our thing. Yes. <laughs> but uh, welcome everybody. Yeah. Hello. Hello. That it's it's. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. We want to want to get the energy up, but every every time I uh, start the recording, I don't think you hear it because it's in uh, it's in GarageBand. Right. Um, but it's just that last like kind of very like somber uh, note yes. on the piano. Like, that yeah. last piano. Yeah. Key. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe we get it. We need to get an upbeat, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, we need the, a we need a fun like. Um, uh, I I I don't know. So I'm trying to think of a genre, like a like a meet cute type of. Yes. Situation. Like a um, you know uh, ten things I hate about you type <laughs> montagey something. Uh, but anyways, he's uh, a wacky carpenter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's he's a snarky barista. <laughs> they talk about movies and beer. <laughs> See what happens next. I'm walking on. I fucking hate that that how often that song appears in movies, and we'll probably <laughs> talk about it later. Yeah, but now it's almost done for play or for laughs now, right? I mean, it's almost maybe. Um, I just like in the eighties and nineties. Yes, yes, it was yeah, yeah. It was done like for yeah, yeah. But this it would be more in like a Judd Apatow thing where it's like where someone's having like a yeah. Uh, a shitty day or, or like they're you know. just going on a bender like yes <laughs> yeah yes yeah. yeah i the, the one that always bothers me is um high fidelity because i i hold that movie in very high esteem mm-hmm. um but jack black playing that in a record in a hipster record shop is that it's wouldn't a guilty happen. pleasure i guess that wouldn't happen yeah, yeah probably not maybe probably not probably not um, speaking of music, and I know it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're at the risk of being our other podcast. What? Okay, we've. I think we've talked a little bit. Of, what? Where? Who's the? Like other than like the old twenty and thirty year old Megadeth and Metallicas and mm-hmm. um, all that's you know who's the metal band right now? Like who is like what happened to metal? Like I'm like jonesing for some good metal. I, there's nothing out there, right? I, I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. The, um, the internet has not been as kind to other genres of music as it has been to rap and hip-hop. Like it, oh, it yeah. really has just, um, just opened the floodgates. Um, I, I well, believe for better, well, that, even yeah. even with a lack of necessarily talent and skill, there's just so many artists out there getting so much exposure. And, um, you know, everyone has, I think every creative type has trouble with their record labels, but rap just really seemed to be one that, um, you know, the executives never really got to kind of simpli- oversimplify it. And now you have people who are, you know, becoming independently wealthy just by, you know, do, doing what they love on SoundCloud and shooting videos on YouTube. And so, yeah, yeah, I just, don't really see that in like, I think we've talked about this before, just like alternative in general. Yeah. Well, like I there's a band called Highly Suspect that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like two albums out They're They're like an alt alt rock they're definitely not metal but it's close there's like uh shine down is kind of a guilty pleasure for me because they're not great but i they have really catchy tunes but that's yeah. more it's like a a, a hair band to uh, for the new generation they're not um nah i wouldn't even say that they're kind of like uh they found a, a niche where they want to uh, it's like anthem rock. It's like, yeah. they, you know, they I, I heard a lot of their songs at the Monster rock. Truck rally that we yeah. went to a couple yeah. months ago. Well, you sent me yeah. that song, Lydia, and I like that one a lot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and their second album's not bad. It's it's definitely different. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more somber, but, hmm. um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a barren landscape. I mean, what you, I mean, because you get like, you go metal, it's like five finger death punch and 
uh, you know, and it's like, yeah. I'm not, or, uh, you know, it's, I'm just, that's not my metal. That's not what I want. Um, right. I, yeah. I mean, they're, and like a stone sours trying to do it. Like I love Corey Taylor, mm-hmm. love him. Um, uh, but it's, he's got like one or two songs on each album. That's kind of eh, right. But it's not, I mean, definitely not slipknot. It's more, it's right. more Foo Fighters than it is slipknot, you know, but yeah. mm, anyways, fighters. that's, uh, something I was thinking about today. And, uh, just reminded me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why it reminded me. But anyways, welcome to the Brew Review Pod- Podcast. Yes, yes. The podcast critics are calling kind of all over the place. Yeah. Sk- bit scattershot. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's hot. Yes. When you're closing in on 100, I guess mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you have to <laughs> start, I don't know. <laughs> a little unfocused and yes. uh, a lot great. Now let's uh, unfocus our our vision and and get into the beers. Let's uh, get a little bit of that double vision. What you having? Oh well, I am having an uh, Anadromos uh, Black Andromonas? Sour and mm, Anna. It's A N A D R O M O U S. I, I keep wanting to say something else, but it's. I guess it's. I don't know. It's a black sour ale by Anchorage Brewing Company. Mm. Uh, and this is a really interesting beer. So it pours like a stout. Okay. Like it is dark and has like a brown head on it. And, uh, it, it, but it drinks like a sour. It's, that's very strange, um, but it is, uh, well, they call it an American wild ale uh, on untapped, but mm-hmm. it says black sour ale on the old, uh, on the old bottle there, um, but it is uh, 8.5 ABV, which is, I, I think, pretty high for, for a sour ale, um, and it's not too tart and it's just interesting because the the we kind of talk about this probably all the time just might be repeating ourselves but the the like interesting or like novelty beers it's almost like it's this cool like it's almost like what they do with like kids candies sometimes where yeah it's like oh it's red but it's blueberry flavored it's (laughs) almost like one of those but it's just a really well made like it's not too tart. It's got more of a like nice dryness to it than just like sour for the sake of sour. And um, man, I I really like this beer. Uh, I gave it a four two five. Good. Um, I think it's just I think it's expertly crafted, and I I got a cop to it. I think it's pretty cool that it looks like a stout. It looks like it's going to be this heavy beer, and you just drink it. It's this light, dry, refreshing ale. I'm, yeah, well, pretty, I'm pretty neat. I'm in, interested in it, there, uh, uh, especially because it's from Anchorage. Yeah. Um, I Whenever I went up to Alaska here, I think it was like, it's going on four years now, but um, I crushed a ton of beer up there. Nice. Like, uh, not, I mean, a, a, bunch of, a bunch of different variety of beer mm-hmm. up there because um, 
we were in Anchorage and we were at this uh, place called Seward and we went to, uh, they had a brewery in that little town and it was like, I was, I probably checked in probably 25 to 30 beers when I was up there because I was drinking, you know, beer two a day. We were up there for a week, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe more than a beer or two. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I was uh, some, yeah, uh, but I definitely didn't have this. That's interesting. Yeah. And you got a candle with it. Uh, yes. So to kind of <clears throat> lay some backstory for that. So, mm-hmm. um, OT's sister for Christmas got us this, um, there's this person in St. Louis that takes bombers and turns them into homemade ah. candles. And, uh, I'm very excited to say I was at a place called craft beer cellar which is about three doors down uh, from Another where I work. Another shitty rock yeah. band. Yeah, there you go. You want some metal? Three doors mm-hmm. down. Melt your, <laughs> melt your face, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot about them. Oh, wow. Uh, anyways, so it's just a couple doors down from, from where I work. And uh, I... They just kind of quietly opened up the other day, and I was leaving work, and I had some some errands to run, and I was like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Stop me dead in my tracks, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go do all the stuff I need to do, and then I'm gonna buy myself a treat because I'm a good boy." Mm-hmm. Which sounds so much creepier when I say it out loud. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyways. So I go in there, and they're clearly still, they've been open for a little over a week now, the guy was telling me, and they're clearly still working on filling out the shelves, but far and away, already a fantastic selection, um, cool. far superior to anything else in the immediate area. Um, they got you covered on the local um, beers, anything in Louisiana, they've got um, all the dogfish head that we're getting now, they've got, but I've never seen anything from Anchorage in any of the places I've been to um, when I've been looking for beers. And uh, I saw this bottle, and I was like, huh, that is the exact bottle that O.T.'s sister gave us for Christmas. That's sweet. So I was like, I feel like gotta i got to try it. it. And, you know, I want to wanna give them some dough. I'm sure I'm going to give them plenty more because they sell the single cans, just the, the right amount for my walk home from work. Mm-hmm. Could spell trouble, but uh, it's the kind I like. <laughs> trouble, 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 trouble. Um, well, good. That's cool. I'm kind of disappointed in my, like, where I'm working at right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm passing, like, the the beer distributors that I pass, like, come, like, buy in, like, the places that sell, like, this, you know, build your own six-pack kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, just unimaginative. Like, mm. really nothing there. I was looking for, like, a real heavy stout because we got a bunch of snow this week. And, uh, yeah, perfect time thinking, for that. Yeah, I was thinking, get some big, thick, and heavy, and I couldn't find anything. Um, and I ended up uh, just going with, you know, going back. And I'm, I'm – I'm starting to get really pissed at myself because I'm just hitting just double IPAs, IPAs, but mm. I have more IPAs and, you know, occasionally a stout or something else. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, I went back to double IPA. It's not bad beer that I'm drinking. I just want to be a little bit more, um, uh, adventurous. 
a little bit more spontaneous. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want you to, you know, come into the bedroom and like your eyes will like open up. Yeah. Whenever you see what I'm drinking. Throw me off guard uh, a little bit. That's right. Um, so anyways, uh, from Evolution Brewing, uh, Craft Brewing Company mm-hmm. uh, in Salisbury, Maryland, which is uh, semi-close. It's probably a two-hour drive from here. Um, is there a hill there? <laughs> no, there is not. This is Damn it. <laughs> uh, and there's no steak there either. So. I don't know. Maybe that's where they made it. I'm not sure. But anyways, <laughs> um, they do make beer there. And um, I don't think I've had this one before. I know I haven't had it on the, on the podcast before, but they have a, um, a lot number three IPA, which is their kind of standard beer, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. But this is the lot number six double IPA. Uh, coming in at a hefty 8.5 and 75 IBU, so right up my alley. Right. Um, little little tinge at the end there. Uh, at the, the finish is a little metallic, but not enough to like make me want to not drink the rest of my four pack. Nice. Um, good. Uh, I give it a 3.75. Uh, definitely above average as far as my my double IPAs go. I'm really going to try to uh, keep doing that is is do it like my favorites are like the, you know, heavier IPAs or double IPA. So like if I drink a sour, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm not going to compare it to this, the IPAs. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm going to compare it to other sours or, you know, or right. drink stout, you know what that's all about. So, you know, I'm not going to hold, you know, uh, yeah, I would. Anyways, no, no, um, it makes perfect rambling. sense. No, yeah. um, you know, you, like your favorite, you know, you're not gonna hold up, you know, I'm not gonna hold up uh, uh, basketball compared to The Godfather, but or Team America, right? It's called yeah to The Godfather, but, but they're gonna, both they're both sevens, yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> very solid. So uh, same thing goes here. So it's um, there's nothing special about this beer, it's just. Big and heavy, and nice. it's got a lot of a lot of hop to it. You know, it's that dank that dank smell to it. So, um, and uh, yeah, it's drinkable. And I'm like I said, I'm gonna finish this four pack tonight. I hope. Nice. Uh, by the end, hopefully, I can still be coherent. Which there's no there's no evidence of it so far this tonight that I can hold a thought and continue <laughs> on with it. So. Well, I uh, I want to know who who drew what's behind the beer. Um, I got that. Um, God, I got to look at the. the Obviously, it was Bill Finger and no one else. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was at a uh, comic, uh, a Comic Con, and um, hell, I I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, X Blade drew it then. What's that? X Blade must have drawn it then. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. I wonder if he's listening. Hey, X Blade, follow us on Untap. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I, uh, I I can't remember his name. He did some he did some Batman comics. None of the like the main title stuff, but maybe uh, you know uh, uh, maybe the Batman proper, not any of the DC stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I whenever I go to comic shows and there's artists there, I always have them draw me something. Fantastic! And, oh, yeah. it looks great. Yep. Is the Robin in the corner? Is that? Yeah, it was the same guy who was selling those there? for like five bucks or peats, and I was like, "Well, I'll buy one of those and throw it in there too." So, gotta match it up. Oh, okay. It was, so it was just a little, separate... it was a little card. Yeah. On the side, so, okay. yeah, check it out on Untapped. Yeah, if um, you want to see, we're we're up in our picture game. 
That's our yeah, thing yeah. now. Your, yours is classy. I was kind of impressed. So. <laughs> Very classy. Uh, I I um I don't want to speak too soon because it hasn't been around that long. But Batman's pretty timeless himself. Yeah. Well, seventy-five years. Mm-hmm. Probably going to outlast me. So, uh, but. Uh, as we said, well, we were... he doesn't do two podcasts, so he no, he doesn't. His he doesn't life's a lot easier. Oh yeah, yes. sure. That. <laughs> Pod hard, yeah, die young. That's what I always said. Uh, but we are on Untapped, and those who choose to follow, like Audra, who is drinking a Galaxy Mosaic, nice, uh, which looks very, very cloudy. She gave it four point two five. Um, and she gave Cross My Heart. She's like checking in a ton of beers right now, um, uh, which is a uh, an IPA, Cross My Heart, from Offshoot Beer Company. She gave that a four. Jason Weekly is having a... Josh. I don't know. These, I don't know. Choice? Troy? Troy Pistoles. Yes. I don't know. Uh, Belgian Strong Dark Ale. Uh, trying to find some other big fours and stuff. Oh, there you go. Audrey had a coconut nuggets or co- coca, coca nuggets. Uh, it's a stout. Uh, anyways, I'm whoa. Like I said, again, just kind of uh, vamping. Uh, but yeah, if you want to jump on and drink with us, please do. Uh, oh, pollen snake she's having also. Man, she's just crushing it. Tonight. Yeah. Easy, Audrey. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that looks yummy. That's nice and cloudy. It does. And they're <laughs> all, they're all, they all look like full pores, too. I'm a little jealous. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how this is going to turn out for you. Yeah. Good on you, Jason. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, check in with us. Let us know what you're having. Oh, we forgot to talk about uh, Devin mm-hmm. uh, last week. He was uh, in Colombia. Colombia. Uh, yeah, that's hanging right. Hanging out and having some, some good beers from, from uh, the land of, the land of uh, Pablo. Coco Leaf. Yes. And uh, he was, he, we, we were checking in with him occasionally, and he was telling us what he was having and what he was drinking and where he was hiking and... Uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yes, it was good to hear from Devin. Nice. So I failed to, uh, failed to uh, talk to him about that or mention him last week. But yeah. And you know what? Anyways. Since you yeah. bring that up, I did uh, get to uh, – I finished uh, the last of the beers he sent me. Um, I had a, a cold brew IPA from Rogue. Um, Rogue is one I'm pretty familiar with. It was readily available in Chicago and Florida. And they have it here, but I've noticed it, it is mostly like... Um, it's always their dead guy. Mostly out. dead guy here, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm very... It's very interesting to me because um, where I was at in Florida was kind of just... It seemed like it should have been... In, in, in most respects, was just a dead zone. But we found a couple good... Um, beer, um, you know, shops, yeah, and uh, had solid selection. And uh, for some reason, it's it seemed like the the 
places that we found down there, just the specialty shops there were a little better than they are here, which is surprising. I mean, I've, I have, uh, you know, an embarrassment of riches as far as breweries that are a stone's throw from me. Um, but specialty <coughs> shops have not been, not been great to me, which is part of the reason I'm so excited about this new one that opened up. But yeah, that's good. Pretty yeah. much just dead guy down here. But um, in Florida and in Chicago, a lot of their beers. Um, so thank you, Devin, for for the cold brew IPA. I actually don't think I checked it in, but I I did enjoy it. Um, Very good. Yes, solid. I like the coffee beers. So yeah, <laughs> especially the ones that that aren't stouts because I feel like. Or, or porters, rather, are really, I feel like it's, it's almost like it's a layup. Like, am I supposed to yeah. be impressed that you're able to make a coffee porter? Like, mm-hmm. you, yes, you still get two points, but... Yeah. Make a coffee half of ice and, yeah. and impress me. Yes, yeah. So the cold brew IPA, yeah. Impressed. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in, in having a taste of that. Yeah. And I probably, it probably, it's probably available... Somewhere around here, but yeah. Nice, nice. Yes. All right. Well, let us transition. Yes. Transition. Movies. Yes. Movies. We watch them. We do. Now we're here to talk about them. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to tell you real quick. I, mm. I fell asleep on the couch about three quarters of the way through X-Men 2 last night. Nice. Um, and yeah, it's it's a... Pretty decent flick. Pretty decent. There's there's some cheesy stuff, but like um, there's some uh, I like even though Brian Singer may be uh, pederast and as far as I'm concerned, he is. Like, yes, at and this point, is. yeah. And yeah. and I get I'm guilty of the thing that that I really that really pisses me off that there's a lot of court of public opinion finding you guilty these days. But I don't know. I. I feel like I've seen too too much to to even try and be like, well, you know, let's let's wait till we have all the facts. Yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. But you know, X2 um to shift back to movies, like we're still talking about a time where the genre is still kind of working out the kinks. So uh, in yeah. my opinion, some of the cheesier stuff is a little forgivable because it is it's kind of Part of them finding themselves. Yes. Yeah, because, um, you know, this is, I mean, hell, it's going on almost 15 years now. It's mm-hmm. 2003. Yeah. Um, you know, it's back whenever there wasn't a superhero movie every other weekend and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was good. It was decent. Um, you know, some of the plot lines kind of, whatever, but because uh, it was kind of jumbled. As far as the story, I'm not mm-hmm. jumbled, but just it was a lot of things going on, I guess. And but he was able to pull it off, and yeah. uh, even though I did fall asleep <laughs> in the midst of it, um, but I was tired, so fair enough. Uh, and woke up at uh, 5:30 this morning, laying on the couch. <laughs> Always good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, woke up uh, like that after we podcasted last last. Really. Oh yeah, I crushed. Oh yeah, Friday night. Yeah, yeah. crushed that uh, four pack of uh, double IPA. Um, 
called. Uh, oh, and you said you were going to watch a movie after that, too. Yeah, I was going to. And then I uh, called up uh, So on the FaceTime and talked to him for a little bit. I'm sure it was riveting for him. Probably, mm-hmm. probably better for him than it was for me. Not to brag. Um, but <laughs> sh- uh, shortly thereafter, woke up with a uh, different half-drank beer in front of me on the couch. There you go. Yeah, time travel. Time travel, that's right. <laughs> it is weird to fall asleep not knowing you're falling asleep. Oh, yeah. It, it's just a weird thing to wake up and, like, you have to... Because whenever you go to bed, mm-hmm. like you, when you know you're going to bed, you wake up, you it's know a plan. Exactly yeah. where you're at. Yeah. yeah. It, like, you remember mm-hmm. what was going on. This is just, whew, I got ripped. So, um, but yeah, I did watch uh, Low X2. Nice, but, nice, um, nice. Good stuff. Um, so, uh, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Moon or Patty Cakes? Um... Hmm. Or do you want to talk hmm. something else? Uh, Any other movies you watch? These are the two. I'm still chipping away at Jessica Jones, so these were the only two movies I watched this week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's let's uh, get it started with with the uh, most recent release, Patty Cakes from 2017. Okay. All right. B-B-N-J. B-B-N-J. <laughs> so, uh, Patty Cakes from 2017. <laughs> Uh, was written and directed by Jeremy Jasper, um, who was born in Hillside, New Jersey, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really, yeah, this is this is it. Like he um, has shot two video shorts, which I, it looks like they're music videos for one for Selena Gomez and one for Florence and the Machine, and then mm-hmm. two two just shorts. Um, a lot, a lot of time between these. <laughs> he shot a short in 2012, short in 2015, and then a movie in 2017. Okay, fair enough. Anyways, um, so written and directed by Jeremy Jasper, um, starring as Patty Danielle McDonald, it's her mom Barb Bridget Everett, Jerry is played by Siddharth Dananje. And Bastard Mamodo Athi. Sorry. And mm-hmm. Nana is not Faye Dunaway. No, but she is. <laughs> Kathy Moriarty. Yes, she is. Yeah. I really thought that it, I was like, maybe there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's not. But, anyways. Um, she, uh, is that her voice? Yes. Because she's, yes. she's like, she, yeah, that's the path she's been heading down for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, she, she was good. So this movie um, is about Patricia Dombrowski, a.k.a. Killer P. Um, and a.k.a. Patty AKA Cakes. A.k.a. Patty Cakes. Um, a lot of things. There's a really <laughs> great, yeah, yeah. Jerry, her her best friend Jerry gives her a great Hi, intro. Man. Yeah, great intro. Um, but it's about uh, Patricia Dombrowski, who is an aspiring rapper. 
um, and she's fighting an unlikely quest for glory in her downtrodden hometown in New Jersey. Um, this is a pretty uh, classic. Um, I feel like this is like a uh, twist on a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, or uh, I, it's this is like Eight Mile Wide. <laughs> this is Eight Mile at the Edge of Town. Um, yes, eight, <laughs> yes, eight, or or A T E Mile. <laughs> eight. Oh, harsh. Just kidding. Nice. Um, but <laughs> Eight Mile Wide. Uh, um, I, uh, yeah, so it is. It definitely like it has it, an eight mile feel to it. It's, but just it's a tr- it's a tropey. It is. It's, it's a very like. Uh, it it's it, it has an indie feel. It's mm-hmm. it's got that indie everything. I mean, it feels like. I mean, Juno's in this. You got like everything like shitty yeah. little town. Yes. Weird parents, shitty parents. Yeah. And trying to live out your dream. Yes. Yeah, and it just. I think because it's New Jersey, it is just so, like, this is, like, everything Springsteen sung about if his career had started in, like, 2007. Right. Like, just got to get out of town. Yes. <laughs> Saxophone solo. Mm-hmm. Et cetera, all. Um, so, I mean, it is... Uh, all right, a lot like Let's, eight eight yeah. mile, yeah. So so uh, right there, I feel like you should probably be able to decide if, if it's something you're interested in or not. Um, but what what would you like to say about it? I just um, uh, it 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 definitely like I said, it has an indie feel to mm-hmm. it. It has all the like no name actors. Yes. Uh, it's got <clears throat> uh, it's it has all the earmarks of a first time director with some like really flashy quick camera movements at the beginning and then it but what before i tell you what i liked what i didn't like about this movie well you already know i like it because i talked about yes yeah um uh because it 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 does do all that like flashy quick stuff at the beginning and then it really does but it gets you hooked in and then it settles down into a really good movie at the end like like midway through it, mm-hmm. like for me, um, it's like you thought it was going to go. Like I really thought it was going to go one way, and then it really turned into something else. Yeah, and which I kind of like because it was like, uh, <laughs> like there was some like the fantasy sequences, the dream sequences, that kind yeah. of stuff. Where you're like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm into this all, and then all those things go away. Yeah. Into a good indie film, you know? Yeah, I'm going to agree. Like, it really did. It. Speaking of earmarks, like, I thought I thought that it was going to be a, especially with the, the opening dream sequence. Okay, a dream sequence, sure. But then there's when she's walking down the street and she's listening to, like, the big rapper is OZ and his whole... Um, his whole aesthetic is like the Wizard of Oz, Emerald City, everything's green. Um, And uh, so I, um, she's walking down the street and then this kind of like fantasy sequence starts to happen. And I think there's a point where she's floating, listening to to her headphones. I I thought it was going to be a uh, quirky quirk fest. Um, But it just ended up kind of being a pump fake. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, 
It, well, okay. Um, so I listened to Anderson and Brian talk about this in a Phil Bowl, right? Right. And, um, Anderson, friend of the show. Yes, friend of the show. Uh, yes. Uh, and it, like, it, it kind of resembled, like, okay, so it, and Anderson made a good point, and because I, I don't want to steal it. Like, he made a good point in saying that, like, it, so, like, all the, I, I think the director of the, 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 this movie wrote all the songs, right, that Patty Cake does. So, we, I don't even think we talked about it. She's a rapper. She's right. a white, fat white girl in New Jersey with no prospects, no nothing. Like, she yeah. is white trash for, uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess, like, I don't, I mean, she is a, like, there's, there wasn't any pulling punches because, like, they addressed it many, many times, like, during the movie. Yeah. About it, you know. And, like, so she went from, like, the gangster, like, the gangster rap at the beginning, and then, like, the movie resembled the, the, the songs that was, she was. Yeah. No, that's she, it. She was making, you know, like, it went from, like, you know, I'm all about the the money and you know whatever, and then and then going to the part where like kind of an eight mile where you go from you know to you know battle rapping like mm-hmm. you you accept what you are, and then that's how you're going to make the true music. You're not just aping somebody else. This is going to be my stuff. Yeah, you know you're not I mean? rapping about what you hope you have. You're rapping about your genuine genuine experiences. Right, and you go from like, you know, the money and the sex and all that stuff to this is who I am and mm-hmm. what I am, and I, which makes it a little bit more true, you know, which is, I, I guess, on a kind of a one of the things I really like about Eminem is that like he does the blustery stuff, but he also is also vulnerable, vulnerable mm-hmm. in some of his songs, which a lot of rappers will not ever do, really. Yeah. And I think that's what makes him a little lit, makes him a little bit more authentic. And that's what I really like about this too, because first it's all the glitz, the glam. Yeah. Then it's more the hey, this is my soul, this is where I am, this is who I am, mm-hmm. um, type of thing. Um, and I, I think we're maybe I don't know if we're ruining the movie, but I don't think you can ruin this movie really. I mean, it's really you got to buy into the characters because the characters the whole thing in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's and, what and the music too, I guess. Um, that's yeah, no, that that's absolutely um the the best summation of it of, is it is you're trying to she's trying to be someone else, and then when she kind of finds. When she's able to find her voice is when she can actually um, succeed and actually, you know, get it together. She she has the skill set, but you know, you just are emulating everyone you want to be like, and then yeah, yeah. So, so uh, what? How? Okay, uh, what did you think? What I mean, where you're at on this? Because I fucking love this movie so much. Okay, I've been. I couldn't think about. It. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. Uh, I think that um, I I don't know because I I liked it a lot, but now I'm think like since I've watched it, I haven't really thought about the movie much so much as just the the PB and J ad lib. Like 
which to you know to to the the writing credit that was qu- quite an earworm yeah um, but i i do like the characters and i do think it's a like it's i don't know it it's uh i'm i'm struggling to to find the things i really like like i just felt like so much of it rang true and so much of it was um just really captured uh, what it must have been. Like, this character, uh, you know, Patricia Killapy, um, she seems like a real person that's out there in New Jersey right now, and I think that that's tough to like, do. The, she, like, like uh, however they cast her or however, however yeah. they found her, like, she, she had to be believable. Mm-hmm. And vulnerable enough to be, and also brazen enough in certain points. Yeah. Like, like, I, I thought, like, man, I don't, and I, I know that I haven't watched all the Oscar movies, but there, like, she should have gotten a little bit of love somewhere in the Independent Spirit Awards or it's something. Yeah. Man. Like, like this was a really, really like great role, like, it, and well done. I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like every, like none of her, like she was the most believable thing in this movie because everything else around her mm-hmm. was grandma, the mom, uh, Jerry or bastard or any, like the, the punk kids, uh, the goon squad, all, they, <laughs> the goon all squad there, there's tons of them out there at every open mic. Oh, did you <laughs> hear their song? Punch the sky. That made me think of Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought of the exact same thing. <laughs> and I just started punching air. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but, like, she was the most real part of this movie. I mean, like, again, like, just surrounded by kind of cliches and stereotypes yeah, absolutely. and stuff. Um, she was, like, legit, man. Like, I, I, I want to see her do some more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess this just is one of those movies that is just the there's too many noses too high in the air for this for something. I like guess. This, I guess. I was, I'm but, glad you liked it because I didn't yeah. know if you would be kind of like, eh, yeah, it was okay, or if you really get into it because I because what what kind of one of the things that kind of like worried me about this movie like when I was watching I was like. Okay, you know we have this whole like uh, appropriation thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where, and you know, there's for every you know patty cake, there's about mm, six sixteen million black kids, you know, doing that same thing and trying to make it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And where's their story at? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, it it was it felt a little like I I. I didn't. I recognize that. Yeah. Um. And 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 was thinking, well, you know, where is their story, and where? But I, well, I guess, like I just said, I um earlier, their stories on YouTube and on SoundCloud. They're yeah, they're telling right. their stories now, and and I think that's one of the reasons that the internet has been so good to hip hop is because people can now tell their stories, and you can kind of filter and decide who you want to follow. I mean. The biggest rappers right now got their are have gotten their start just um, you know laptop and a microphone. 
And so, yeah. and, and so th those stories are, are getting out there now. I mean, is having a major motion picture better exposure? I mean, it's, it's different. Um, but yeah, obviously, and even the movie addresses the, um, eh, not addresses so much as acknowledges the appropriation. Yeah. Um, but. A little bit, it does. It, yeah, it just yeah. kind of acknowledges that it's there. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if you have good characters and you have a story to tell, that's what's most important to me yeah. as a viewer. Um, so, Jerry was the best. Yeah. Bast Bastard oh my was God. great. Yeah, um, I, I liked Bastard, but I feel like I shouldn't have. Yeah. Because he was have. just, he was, like, not, I mean... He was he, just he was a, the guy, a, a the super guy ultra cliche. Well, you, he's the guy you're railing about uh, on Mavs a couple weeks ago. The one where you were kind of you you were apologized for being like in a bad mood or something like art, yeah, I was in a bad mood kind of thing. Yeah, I'm doing art. Why? Because yeah. you say you are. But he, I mean, I don't think he because he uh, has, um, you know, he obviously was talented. He was the. Um, he kind of put it all together. Yes. And we're getting a guest appearance for my wife. And this is the movie we're talking about right now is the movie I want you to watch with me. All right. Patty Cakes. So. I just have to stay awake. Yes. <laughs> maybe we can watch it tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Nice. Good night, all. Have fun. Good night. Love you, baby. Oh, the dog. The dog is in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, what uh, you Yeah, so um, I feel like I gave it an eight. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I don't think this kid was necessarily the one that I was railing against because he clearly was talented and he clearly, like, he was kind of, the, he was definitely the catalyst for all the good things that would ultimately happen to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was just like so, you know, he, he really was like, uh, you know, the, the Antichrist child who, who lives in, records in a shack in the woods and makes deer figurine, deer bone figurines and just, yeah, yeah, definitely... Run, run the risk of the people I was railing against last week, but he actually has the talent to back up what he's talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. But the, I really wanted to like Bridget Everett's Barb, her mom. Yeah, she was the only off-putting part of that. I like I. She went like she was just so. And you know, this I, you know, fortunately, I don't know firsthand, but this definitely could just be an inaccurate representation. Um, but like, she just seemed so all over the spectrum. It's like at one moment she's like berating her kid, yeah, and like basically calling her a, a fucking loser and a wannabe gangbanger, and yeah. then the next she's just you know, so 
proud of her and just I don't know. And it and it just it kept going back and forth and back and forth and uh I don't know. I, I just I really wanted to like her just because I do I um I I loved her so much in Little Evil. I was like, "Oh, it's cool. You know, this is something she's doing something different." And right. I want her to do a good job. And uh I mean, I I think she did a good job, but I I think it was just written as just kind of yeah, it was all cliche, over the place. like cliche. Yes, yeah, it was. Um, she was whatever the plot needed her to be. Right. Does she need to be angry? Does she need to be sweet? Does she need to be rude? Does she need to be, you know, trashy? Does she need to be talented? Like just. Yeah. Yeah. She was just plot. Yeah. So. Uh, and like, and. Yeah, I mean, she she was there for what she was uh, just the foil, and yeah. what she ne- what what Patty needed to like advance her character and all that stuff. So it was, uh, yeah, there was uh, the one the one the one part that I was like, ah, uh, right towards the end, it was like I don't know if I want to spoil it, but it's uh, right there at the end. Uh, on the mic, I was like, eh, a little bit uh, too convenient. I, I, the, I don't think the tough love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little too convenient. Yeah, that was that wrap really wrapped everything up in a nice little. Yeah, they, that that could have done without. But that, like, okay. So, what did you think about the music itself? Um, I've been like digging the the soundtrack a lot. Oh, uh, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um. The uh, like I said, they they did do do a good job of the um, the the earworms, um, but yeah, I mean it did feel like an amateur rapper. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend this movie yeah, uh, for yeah, our listeners because I have a feeling who listens, and um, if you don't like it. Uh, let me know because I'd be interested to see what you didn't like about it. I could probably probably pick it apart myself if I wanted to, but I I choose not to. I'd want to just bathe in this movie. I really liked it. Hmm. Nice. Um, yeah. Hopefully it uh, it makes its way to to an actual uh, streaming service. You can rent it on Amazon. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, hopefully hopefully Amazon and Netflix will pick it up here. Or it, it'll go it, to Prime, it will. Rather. I hope. Yeah. If not, it's that's a shame because it's it's a fun little movie. It is. For yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Um, I did like it a lot. Well, moving on to Moon. Mm-hmm. Moon. So uh, from 2009, directed by Duncan Duncan Jones, we get uh, this year's uh, Academy uh, Award winner um, for best. Actor in a supporting role, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Sam Rockwell with uh, Kevin Spacey and Dominic McGillot. Uh, but yeah, I said uh, tricked by Duncan Jones, who uh, is David Bowie's son, which is weird. What? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was born as Duncan Zoe Hayward Jones. Uh, but um, uh, so, anyways, he. I'm, so this movie. My mind is okay. not blown. What's that? My mind is not blown. No. Yes. <laughs> um. So he he wrote this movie just because he he was doing another project. I think he did. Um, what was the other movie he was trying to he did that he wanted to cast Sam Rockwell in but couldn't do it because I was looking at some of the um, the trivia right and and, um, and Duncan Jones was doing a movie uh, and he couldn't he wanted to cast Sam Rockwell but he wrote this movie for Sam Rockwell hmm. okay nice so uh, and I'm interested to see what the cost of this movie is because uh budget five million estimated wow that's interesting yeah um this movie feels like it's it should be more than five million dollars uh because there's a lot of uh there's 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 some cgi but a lot of practical effects i think too they yeah some, uh, miniatures and stuff like yeah, that. yeah definitely the, when they're riding around in that rover that looked like just a classic practical miniature right effect. and well done too yeah i mean it it definitely didn't look like it was just you know cgi rendering yeah Looks uh cool. but anyways this this movie is about uh opening credits uh, as the credits are rolling, Sam Rockwell's voice is saying, uh, for years and years, you know, there's been strife and hunger and power and energy crises in the world, mm-hmm. and we need to find another source of energy, and we found it on the dark side of the moon, and it is uh, H- uh, helium-3, which uh, we take from the rocks and we send it back to Earth, and uh, it's, it's a big, big business, and the world is now happy, and there's one man up on the moon just doing this job, mm-hmm. and it is Sam Rockwell as Sam Bell and his uh, HAL-type computer, yeah, uh, Gertie, very voiced Hal. by Kevin Spacey, which if he's in anything anymore, it automatically pulls me from the movie for some reason. Uh, yeah, I could imagine why. <laughs> yeah, but did it pull you a little bit as soon as you knew who? Like, I didn't even know he was in this until I heard his voice, and I'm like, "Oh, that's Kevin Spacey." Oh, that's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> uh, I well, yeah, it did because I was uh, not to spoil anything one way or the other, but the entire time I was expecting him to do something evil because that's what he does. Right, he's going to rape Sam Rockwell. Mm, a little old for his taste. <laughs> Yes. Um, But, and I, uh, so this movie is, um, this is a one man show. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Sam Rockwell playing against Sam Rockwell. Um, And this is kind of his, um, like everyone knows he, he's, uh, I mean, we go back, the first time I remember seeing him was like in, uh, what is that, eight, or no, the Green Mile. Yeah, um, and he's the Billy the Kid, and he is like overacting and like over the top and all that stuff. And then we get a little bit of a uh, little bit of that in this movie, but uh, also a lot of real subtle stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, he's really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's really good. I think every, I don't think there's anybody on the earth that says, "Oh, Sam." Any movie Sam Rockwell is in, I'm not going to watch. Yeah, that'd you know, be weird. like everyone, everyone likes Sam Rockwell, and um, 
and this is a movie where he plays against himself and he, uh, or I, I don't know, like I, this is a movie, it's hard to like talk too much about it because yeah, it, it, because what you should, because it, it could go down a couple different roads. Right. And I was expecting it to go one way and it, it really didn't. I was, and it went a different way, but uh, you get a real 2001 feeling from it, especially with the uh, yeah. the Gertie thing with the Howl type uh, computer system. Yep, um, you get the feeling of uh, a person like uh, the manic feeling of you know is this person insane? Is it real? What, what's real? What's not? That yep. kind of thing. Um, so I was expecting one thing, and it gave me another. And I, I can't say that I was disappointed in it, but I would I was also, like, at the end of the movie, I was like, ah, I was, what if it did go down that other way? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I think that's one of the cool things ab- about this movie is that um, it's, it, there's so many, um, roads available to it and then it just kind of you know depending on what you can think of you can you know lead yourself to be disappointed or 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 um not even disappointed but you know curious or what else what else could have happened like yeah what other possible like there's a lot of possibilities with this and i think that's um one of the cool things i mean this this doesn't really make you think about it in like uh a um humanity like a human race type thing or or you know what does it mean to be human necessarily even though it maybe could um i didn't really get that kind of like what you get from something like like blade runner um but it i i think that you know usually good sci-fi makes you think makes you question things yeah because it it it, it's usually good sci-fi is really not about the sci-fi it's a neat little package it's wrapped in but it's right. usually about the human experience about exploring um uh things that we've seen in film for you know forever right um you know it's you know this i this really i mean even though it it ended one way it could have you could interpret it that it was it was the other way. It was just how it played out in it. Yeah. Well, like you know what I mean. Um, but it, it 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 really it's about uh, it's a sci-fi movie. This in this one is the package of sci-fi, but it's really like you hum, humanity is a it's a com, communal um uh animal right like yeah. you need people around you you can't be by yourself for that long right and 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 function correctly and i think uh it did a good job of it doing that yeah um, uh it, it it was definitely interesting i i it you know it was never it, this is a short movie too it's like an hour and 37 minutes i think mm-hmm. um and but in uh, no time I was thinking, you know, when's this going to end or anything like that. I was just kind of, it kept me intrigued. It kept asking questions. And, yeah. you know, there, there's a couple leading things and like kind of stringing some things out. But like other than that, it was, for the most part, I was, I was engaged and I dug it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I like this one a lot too. Um, definitely a strong recommendation for me. Uh, I... 
personally, um, I think it looked great, but uh, I kind of fall on the opposite end of the spectrum with you as far as the budget. Um, I, I thought I honestly wouldn't have been surprised if the budget was a little lower, personally. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, see, I don't know how you make a movie like this for $5 million. I don't, I don't know how you do it. I don't either, honestly. Um, I, I mean, I, $5 million is insanely low for a movie nowadays, yeah. especially one that looks like this and that you know has Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey. Um, yeah. Surprising. Uh, yeah, and you know uh, what? You know what? The other uh, thing, too, is some of the having to have uh, what's Sam Rockwell play against himself. I guess that that could yeah. definitely cost some cost some coin there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really sure. think I mean, about to, I didn't think about that because it felt so natural. You almost <laughs> have to double double your production schedule. Right. Yeah. I think you got to pay him twice, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, this was Somet shot. This was shot in 33 three days. Times. Yeah. They shot this in 33 days. Speaking That's of crazy. Theories, yeah. yeah. It's nuts. How you, yeah, I really I'm like shocked movie, by that. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know what more to say because I, th I this is one of those movies, like Patty Cakes, you could actually tell the whole story and not ruin the movie. Yeah. This one, it, you sh it should unfold for you better. Like, it, it's better to watch a movie to let it unfold because, like, um, yeah, there's definitely some things in there that could be... Uh, spoiled, and I, I don't want to spoil it because I do recommend it. So check it out; it's streaming on Netflix right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, and if you're like, "Who? What's this Sam Rockwell all about?" Well, check this movie out, and this will tell you. If you don't like it, um, you get a little bit of his quirkiness and his like, you know, because he's known for like kind of a, a crazy-eyed kind of character sometimes, or yeah, you know, like a little bit, yeah. Um. And you get a little bit of that, but you also get some of the deep stuff with him too. Like, uh, yeah. so yeah, I was a fan of this, so I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Good. And I was All looking, right. uh, I was looking forward to this one for a while. Um, yeah, it was on Amazon Prime at one point, and then I had like heard someone on a podcast talk about it, and I was like, oh, I got to check that out, and then it wasn't anymore. So right. now that it's on Netflix, I was like, well, i got to strike while the iron's hot. Let's do it. So, uh, only 10 years late. Yeah. Yeah. Just barely. Just barely missed this one. Um, but uh, in, like, at the risk of whatever, it, fuck it. I'm not even doing that anymore. Uh, Kevin Spacey's really good as Gertie. Yeah. He, like, he has that deadpan. Yeah. Like, uh, it, I mean, really, he was channeling how from 2001. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And you got that feel, like, especially with that. Instead of the red uh, single light, you get the blue single light, and it just as it blinked. And, and nice little thing to do with the emoji. Yeah, face. I like that. That was clever. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was cleverly done. I really liked it. Yeah. Hey, fuck Kevin Spacey. But that you know, we're at the same time we're here to mm -hmm. critique the movie. That he's mm -hmm. in, um, we're not condoning it, his his nope. bullshit. But yeah, yeah, no, he he uh, he was, he's got that monotone thing down. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Officer, I, I too liked the emojis. Detective. <laughs> Kaiser Sose. Mm -hmm. All right, coffee. All right. Well. 
let us uh, dole out some stuff. Let's. Let's us let's. All right. Um, you mentioned you hadn't seen this movie, so I'm going to yes. sign it to you, and I'm going to watch it with you, because I haven't seen it either, from the Coen brother, Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what year is this? 19... Oh, 2009. 2009? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Really, really. Uh, a Serious Man, streaming on Netflix right now. Um... I yeah um I haven't seen it and it's just a hole in my Coen Brothers that yeah. and I think I told you Miller's Crossing and mm-hmm. I haven't seen from them I think that would be the only two but um yeah this this one uh Hail Caesar and I think I haven't seen Burn After Reading uh so. yeah it's, <laughs> that one's a little too quirky well yeah I don't think you'd like it. I don't know, but I just know they they set the bar pretty low for movies um for for me being able to uh I don't know. There's no it might be a quirky quirk fest, but I don't think they can make anything as down as uh that folk singer one. Oh, inside the <laughs> Yeah. When, that was an exercise mm. in <laughs> Yeah. In sadness, that's a, <laughs> a, a a thrill ride, mm-hmm. as you like to say. Yeah, sleek and sexy, mm-hmm. just how I like my thrill rides, <laughs> with energy to spare. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. It's a serious man, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. And uh, to uh, piggyback off of Moon, since we both liked it, Duncan Jones did the movie. Uh, that Netflix picked up uh, called Mute. Yes. Yep. And, and we'll uh, see if uh, Duncan can piggyback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said that all right. Yeah. Can uh, can can follow up because I I was intrigued by the way he did it and hopefully he can continue on. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I don't really know anything about this, so I'm gonna I'm looking forward to watching it as well. So mm-hmm. uh, once again, that will be. Uh, Watching a serious man on Netflix and mute on Netflix. But if you want to wait to see if it's worth your time, don't worry, we'll let you know next week. Uh, but in the meantime, we got you covered. So we we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one for you guys. It is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, a classic spaghetti western. Western? I guess it's a spaghetti western. Right? No, maybe not. Um, who no, spaghetti it? western. Italians. Yeah. The Italians, I tell you. Um, I mean, this is. This yeah. I mean, this is a. Directed by an Italian. Yeah, I mean, so it's this. Yeah. Yeah. Spaghetti western. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, Sergio, Sergio Leone, Leone. Of course, I. That's yeah, so how it's, embarrassing I mean, that it, we had to ask. I think it's. I think it's the end of that. Uh, end of the spaghetti western. I think this. Well, that whole trilogy. Mm-hmm, you know, the man with no name. Yeah. Um, you get. Uh, and this. This is kind of wraps it up because it goes like it went from, you know, uh, it 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 goes to dark places in this movie. This is a. Uh, a uh, fascinating movie for me because, like, I hate it and love it at the same time. 
Like, I hate some of the aspects of it, like the, you know, the ricochets and the, you know, the close-up on the eyes and stuff. But then, again, I love just the, um, the act, I love the acting in the, in the soundtrack and all that. You know, it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird movie for me because there's, there's, like, I know people, like, you know, this is a, I don't even know what it's rated on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, uh, at least on IMDb, it's an 8.9. Yeah. Uh, but... <clears throat> Like I love and hate this movie, I I guess. I mean Sergio Leone, he makes. It's a slugfest. Like it's you, just gotta, you know, go the twelve rounds. It's a three-hour movie. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You know, once upon a time in the West, once upon a time in America. You know, just huge sweeping epics, and. Uh, once upon a time. Once upon a time in America. It's like that's rough. almost four hours. That's a rough isn't it? watch for me, man. Yeah, I mean it's really good, but it's it's in my opinion it's really good, but it's also a huge undertaking. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's kind of like homework. In, yeah. In all honesty, like you you need to sit down and like. Yeah, I, I, have, I just like have to have do to. this. Here we yep. go. Yeah. It's uh, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like if you're not into it, then don't do it. But like mm-hmm. if you're if you're interested to see it, and right now it's streaming, so might as well dive in. Uh, good, bad, and the ugly. Because yeah. uh, there's there's so many redeeming parts about this movie. But you will you will like it. it there are some dated parts of it too. It's yeah. it's a weird thing. It's a weird it's a weird movie making. It's a weird style for sure. Hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's, uh, I mean, stylistically, the Spaghetti Western, like, there, there's a reason that, that that is a thing, and it's because yeah. of movies like this, they, they have a definite, distinct style to them, so. Yep. I think it's a good choice, I think uh, it's worth watching, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, so, maybe worth revisiting, or maybe... Uh, few minutes in, I'll be like, eh, maybe I yeah, should try something I, I haven't seen before. Use that as the <laughs> old excuse. Like, I should really try something new. Because uh, <laughs> it is an undertaking. Yeah. Um, if you want something light. I, sometimes I do. Something bright. Something uh, with America's sweetheart, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it. Mm-hmm. Um, movie I really liked. Uh, I don't know where you fall on this one, if you've seen it. Or not, but uh, from 2016, the uh, Disney animated feature Moana. Uh, yes, I watched it with my son. Mm. I kind of was in and out of it. Okay. Uh, I like the the, um, the the music. Yeah, the, the music, music was really great. Um, and uh, I don't know, visually, good, solid. Um, you know, <laughs> Disney really is not <laughs> not playing around. I don't know if they've just mastered um, movie making or decision making. Um, But they're, you know, this is a a great example of them firing on all cylinders. Great voice acting, great music, great visuals. Um, Fun movie. You know, I sit here as a 29-year-old who doesn't have kids saying that I, you know, sat down and watched Moana and and really enjoyed it. And I'm recommending it to you guys. So, there you go. That's, you go. A, that's a rubber stamp if I've ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you guys want to watch The Good and Bad and the Ugly? 
from 1967. That's on Amazon Prime. Uh, and you should. I, I feel like we kind of did sort of an anti-ad. Well, I, but like they, if you don't know what you're getting into, like you should know. You sh yeah, you should know what you're getting into. It's not a lighthearted romp. No. Um, it, yeah. And, you know, if you're a film lover and you want to see some, like, classic movie, like, I don't think I, we really, I, you know, the bad thing, one of the bad things I don't, I don't like about what I do, it, what I do, um, when I, when I talk about movies, I, we really, I really, I really stay, like, from 1980 to now, like, it's a, a 40 year section of movies making where there's so much good stuff, I mean, I, of course, Jaws my favorite and all mm -hmm. that stuff, but I mean that's only two or three years, four years before that. Um, but the Good, Bad, and the Ugly is a movie that it needs to be watched, you know. And uh, uh, yeah, so I think I've exhausted that. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Too, it's a good, it's a great reference point. I mean, how many times has this been? Um, parodied or referenced or, you know, a aped from in American popular culture. Right. So yeah. if, if nothing I mean, else, it's worth to be able to point out and say, oh, damn, okay. Nice. Right. Um, so if you want something a little more lighthearted, uh, I'm going with Moana this week, and that's from 2016, and that's streaming on Netflix. So you My got My son really likes the song. Some good songs. You're welcome. There. Yeah. <laughs> they played that one at work the other day, and I was like, okay, I'm not, I, I don't hate being <laughs> here at the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. All righty. So, with that, uh, you know what we haven't done in a while, um, which we, we probably don't necessarily need to do, and uh, I say as I'm about to do it anyways, uh, if you're a newer listener and you want to shoot us some emails, yeah, brewingviewpod at gmail. Um, you got something short and sweet to tell us? Or long. Yeah. Uh, and boring. Yeah. Well, the emails are for the long, boring ones. Or, or you know, just to let us oh, know yeah. you're out there. Yes. We appreciate that. Yeah. But you got something short and sweet. Uh, <coughs> hit us up on Twitter. We're at brewingviewpod. Um, yes. And uh, the previously mentioned untapped, again, brewingviewpod. So brewingviewpod is really... Uh, you're you're gonna find us, and uh, of course, the saucelounge.com is the website that we uh, post everything to. Uh, yeah, where you can find more of Andrew hey, as well. Yes, we haven't really talked about that either. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, Where Mavs saucelounge.com, mm -hmm. um, and on spanthevoid.com, you can get yes. you can get some more Brad. That's right. Uh, I think we're actually kind of hitting our stride now without the the heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. That's I been mean, around you, our neck, yeah. so we're we're doing well. Drop uh, the weight and yes, hit the ground. And running. we actually addressed it at the end of the episode this week. So, oh really? <laughs> yeah, we we addressed the elephant mm -hmm. that's not in the room anymore. Yeah, it's so. just the elephant in the uh, in the Kalamazoo style pizzeria. Yes, Kalamazoo. Cal on my part. <laughs> oh, Kalamazoo. Been there many a time, actually. Cool. Yeah. Um, hmm, sure. Whatever. It's, I guess. It's I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny place. It's a, a funny name. Funny name, yeah. Yes. Um, I know Bell's Brewery makes a Kalamazoo stout. 
Knowles, yes. Never had it. Is it good? Have you had it? Yes. Uh, it's fine. Uh, you know, I'm always partial to the uh, the old two-hearted. So yeah. Oh yeah, Bell's makes great beers. Um, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, uh, check us out on those other places and yeah, it's, uh, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but, yeah. uh, uh, we do enjoy getting stuff from people like, uh, Mr. Orange Peel. Yes. He sent us an email, uh, at, uh, at com, and, uh, he talked about some of the movies he did watch and I, it made me feel bad because like, I, I, like he's watching you know, yeah, he he got to see Darkest Hour, I Tanya, and Three Billboards. Yeah, um, and like those are movies I should have seen already, but I haven't seen them. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I do a goddamn movie pod- podcast, right? I know, and that's I haven't how seen I feel like sometimes. half the movies that are nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, and I, well, like, you know what? If we if we look at it this way, um, one Neil's doing our job for us. Yes. Uh, we're outsourcing. Yeah. We're sending our, our jobs across the seas. Yeah. We're, we're, we're sending jobs overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more American than that. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, two, those are all things that people know about. People might not know about Moon. People might have missed patty cakes, you know? So yes, we're, absolutely. We're, yep. uh, you know, we, we, uh, we're kind of digging through, sifting through all this stuff because it's hard, like... Sometimes yeah. sitting down, um, if I knocked out my assignment for the week and I assigned you a movie I already saw, um, right. I sit down to watch a movie and it's just like, what's, uh, first off, what are all these Netflix original TV shows? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm looking for movies. And secondly, I don't know what to watch. So, I, you know, I, I do think that I know you and I have talked off air. We're going to get to those big the best picture noms and we, we are looking forward to those, but at the same time, it's like we, we are trying to sift through and find the stuff that's, that's worth watching and more accessible as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because like a lot of, you know, most people have either Netflix or Amazon or some kind of streaming thing. So I, I hope, and please let us know if this helps. Like I, I think it helps. I know it helps me because I get to see movies. You're recommending movies for me, and I get to recommend movies to friends and people that I know. And like, like by doing this, it's you know whatever. I, I guess this is a on air uh, or uh, you know uh, a board meeting or mm-hmm. uh, you know a Bruin View board meeting uh, with uh, how how we should be running it. But uh, it is nice to hear back. And and uh, Mr. Orange Peel, thank you for chumming in again. Uh, uh, he <clears throat> uh, with the movies, it seems like it was a good a good year of movies for him because mm-hmm. some of the bigger movies he enjoyed. I mean, everything's above a seven, seven or above. Um, and uh, and he liked patty cake, so very good. Nice. Yes. Nice, thank nice, you, nice. sir. Yes. Much appreciated. Ah, all right. So now that that's out of the way, the real fun can start. Yep. Um, get to go pee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. So we got a weird topic, right? Because yeah, uh, this is odd. A little but off I the like wall. it because it's like it's one of those things where like when if you um, if you see it, oh yeah, it, it you know it. You know, it's like pornography. You know, I can't really explain it, but I, I know it when I see it. Um, Oh, I can explain yeah. it. Okay, go ahead. It's 
It's awesome. <laughs> Just kidding. Never seen it. No. Nope. Um, I was... Uh, uh, just a little uh, a thing for people who listen to Span the Void. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that you the, you know the concept of uh, uh, forest porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you find in porn in the forest and stuff. Mm-hmm. I found what new forest porn is. I was out on a run the other day, <clears throat> and I was running mm-hmm. by this one. It's kind of this place where it's it's hard to see, but as on. Just down over the side of the bank, I looked and saw there was a DVD down there. So I kind of walked off, mm. looked at it, and it was a, a, a amateur porn DVD. So that's the the new wave of forest new, porn. Yeah, the new wave of, of the playboys in the forest, the hustlers yes, exactly. in the forest. Yes, exactly. So, huh. uh, hmm. yeah, that was uh, interesting for me. I would think maybe you were like, oh, I found a phone and I was searching. I wanted to search the contacts and just just a bunch of pictures of dicks. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but yeah, I'll I'm a big picture. fan of uh, cabin porn, which is a subreddit on uh, Oh, on I'm Reddit. interested to hear this. Yeah. And it is literally like it's just pictures of like beautiful cabins. Oh. <laughs> and I love I like I'm. A, a city guy through and through love cabins right love cabins <laughs> yeah. like well, one day when when i get my shit together i want to buy a cabin in minnesota there you go uh but that's funny because you get yeah cabin porn is is <laughs> it's literally just pictures of cabins that's funny yeah it's great <laughs> um all right well we're going back to uh the back to forest porn real quick yes um to the uh to the topic at hand. Uh, mm-hmm. So actors performing badly. Yes. At, uh, in their roles as, um, as athletes. And uh, I, I, I like to think, think that someone's what? pissed about this, by the way. It's like, What's where that? the hell is that amateur allure? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like I got startled in the woods and like ran and it fell out yeah. of their backpack. <laughs> well, that or like, they were or driving home and they had nowhere to put it and their <laughs> their girlfriend like Poof. yeah and then they get a ticket for littering yes and then they have to explain it to and then the they cops. and then they bang the cop on camera oh. and then that's a whole different subset and then they, <laughs> and then they put it. that on a on a blank DVD and throw that in the woods yeah and then yeah and then someone finds it and watches it in a cabin yes and then they they get investigated by the internal affairs and that's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing <laughs> yeah internal affairs one of my one of my all-time favorite porn series yes kidding i it probably is one but i don't know that for sure <laughs> infernal Anyways. affairs Ooh, infernal <sighs> affairs so anyways we're talking about actors who what are we talking about <laughs> who, who are yes who cannot pull off the art of sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I found, uh, just based on my research, I found a, I found a five-year window. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Just bad. Everything falls into, in, into this place. It's, nice. uh, yeah, um, I, I think I found the era of bad sports acting. Okay. Not, not athletes acting poorly. Mm-hmm. We're talking yeah. about actors Athleticing, 
for yeah. me. So I, um, I went a bit, I, I got a bit avant-garde on you, um, mm. in, in all honesty. I, w- I was having a bit of, I was like not sure where to start, and all these things kind of just kept coming to my mind. And so I kind of broke it down. Um, my list, you'll see, is um, actors either uh, kind of just spanning the gamut of bad athleticism in movies that not portrayed by athletes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, because now that I'm talking through it with you, I realize I went off the rails. Um, no, that's fine. But I'm excited for my list. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. <laughs> Well, I'm going to let you go last then. I'll, okay. I'll go first and let you hit the out of the park. You see what I did there? Yes, yes. Um, on the last one. Home run. So my first one is from a movie I hate, can't mm. stand. I know you don't like either. Mm. Um, and we only so get to many see, things. <laughs> we only get to see uh, Jamie O'Hara do anything of any kind of athletic in this movie twice. There's two points in this movie where he does anything athletic. Uh, portrayed by Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. uh, in the movie Rudy in 1993, streaming on Stars right now if you want to check it out. Uh, but he is the, the uh, uh, underachieving tailback mm-hmm. for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Mm-hmm. And he, at first, does not like the fact that... Uh, Young Rudy is 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 a practice squad hero, and um, but in in the two scenes that that he's portrayed playing football, mm-hmm. the first one we see is him uh, in practice taking a handoff and Rudy tackling him in the background, and then he proceeds to stand up and throw the football at him and say, "What are you doing? You know, this guy's an asshole. You know, get him out of here. He's and all that stuff." And then he kind of get a, gets exposed. Are exposed by the coach and by him saying, well, if you're not going to take this seriously, then you're not going to take blah, 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 blah. All that coach speaks, whatever. But <laughs> as Vince Vaughn speak. runs up and gets the handoff in, in, the, uh, in the practice, he has the ball. I don't, I'm going to try to uh, – he has the ball. You know, uh, when you see NFL players, they have the ball down by their side. It right. is tucked in you know, between their elbow and their hand, so they can't, it's the most protective. He has it up as as if he's (laughs) drinking a beer, and he is, it's up, up, like in a a place of vulnerability, and his running style is very high. Uh, I just wanted a reason to shit on this movie. Thank you, because this movie sucks. And it's, it uh, warms many a heart for some inexplicable reason. It does. It's a tugging on the heartstring thing. It's a Disney movie that, like, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. that sappy, the bad Disney, right? It's sappy. We talked about the good yeah. Disney. We, there's some bad Disney. Like, the live action uh, Disney is very saccharine, very sweet. Yeah. Uh, they, for some reason, the, the animated has a lot more heart than the, the real life yeah, people. Yeah, right, than, than the humans. Right? Um, yeah. True. So, uh, but yeah, Vince Vaughn, it's, it's, I mean, it is literally a second worth of him running. Hmm. But, and if you look it up on YouTube, you can see all the Vince Vaughn moments. And the, the other, other shot where he threw, he, they do a halfback pass so he can get Rudy back on the field to play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it's a stand-in because it, it's actually a good throw. But uh, his his portrayal of running the football, um, and I know a thing or two about a thing or two yes. about football, and uh, not so good. And he doesn't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Nice. All right. So, um, kind of in in that vein, but not necessarily a um, a sport, but someone who. Uh, shows a, they don't really show a complete lack of athleticism, but the, the editing team uh, did an insane job. Um, so, uh, oh, you did avant-garde. Least athletic actor, um, Liam Neeson in Taken 3 oh, as Jesus Brian Christ. Mills. This guy, there is a scene where he's hopping a fence uh, with air quotes, that has no less than 13 cuts to just make it frenetic. <laughs> like, this guy. Like, literally, like, hopping over a fence, and it's like... Yeah. Feet. Yeah, fence, cut, 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 to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, I'm, su- I'm just surprised you watched Taken 3. <laughs> uh, it, it ends here, according to, to them, so... Yeah, um, his, his very particular set of skills uh, diminishes a little bit each movie, and uh, Brian Mills does not have it in, uh, in Taken 3. So, least, least athletic. Uh, I, uh, I, will take, I will take your advice and, 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 and duly note it. Um, I'm sure that you, I, I should have found it. I'm sure you could find a clip that like counts the cuts because right. it is blatant. Um, but that was one of the first things I thought of. I was like, what's the least athletic thing I've seen in movies? Liam Neeson climbing uh, a fence. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, <laughs> I wish I would have done something more like that. Uh, that's good. Um, I you know what do you, where do you stand on Taken the first one? Um, it's fine. Like it's I I liked it, but I honestly don't know if I'll ever even watch it again. Yeah, like is it, I mean, I remember enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, good action I would, movie. I would say that it's it's one of those movies that actually like you know Raiders Lost Ark mm-hmm. or ah, fuck no, let's not do Raiders Lost Ark. Um. Oh, actually, you know what? We're going to do it with the next one I got. Okay. okay? Perfect. All right. So, uh, and I'll explain that. Remind me to go back to that. So, um, and uh, I got two of them, Roger Dorn and Eddie Harris. And they got a tie in this movie because in, uh, in 1989, now streaming on Stars, mm. uh, Major League, Corbin Bernstein and uh, Chelsea Ross, Roger Dorn, the aging and uh, high-paid third baseman, mm-hmm. and Eddie Harris, the old-timey, uh, uh, reliever or no starting pitcher, but uh, relies on the spit and the, uh, the spitball, the the Vaseline ball, the sandpaper ball, and all these things. But like these two guys could not actually play baseball. Like, uh, and I know that uh, Eddie Harris was supposed to be like the guy that was just relying on all the Wally tricks and stuff. Yeah. But like Corbin Bernstein as a third baseman, like. He was not. And, like, I could have gone Tom Berenger as well because it was a catcher, but, like, he was an aging player and all that yeah. stuff. Um, and this is a movie I love. Like, like I love this movie. But, like, the uh, – and and there were some really good 
uh, athletic performance, like uh, Ricky Vaughn, we got Mar or, uh, Charlie Sheen, actually looked like he could pitch. In this yeah. Because he was like a baseball fanatic. He loved it, right? He bought all the, the home run balls and all that stuff. Mm. He had that uh, thing and also had uh, a lot of other issues. But um, yeah. <laughs> but he looked like he could play. And, you know, we had uh, 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 Wesley Snipes, who, athletic, we know, mm. you know, does all the, the sports movies, with, yeah. whether it's, um, you know, White he, he looked jump. like he was a Blade. player, right? Yeah. Um, but we also had the bad ones too. So, and so we go from 93 with, uh, with Rudy to 89. That's a four year span. And we're really okay. not going to get out of that whole area right now. We're okay. going to stay embedded. But uh, saying uh, uh, with the Taken movies, like the, the, the sequels kind of detract from the original or, or take away from the original a little bit where a movie like major league two, major league three, back to the minors and all yeah. that shit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they never take away from the original major, major league for me. Right. I, I, and that, that's maybe like a point of view type thing where you're kind of hold something on a pedestal, but like, like, like that first one, like for me is, uh, uh, it's a 10 star movie. It's a, you know, it's a 10 for me. Taken? Uh, no, or, no, sorry, no. Major League. I'm yeah, sorry. Major League's great. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great flick, and those other movies can't take that away. Or if you look at like Rocky and you yeah. look at Rocky Five or whatever, you know, bullshit they had. Mm. Uh, you know, um, you know, the first Rocky is, is fantastic, or even Rocky Four for that matter, with mm -hmm. Drago and stuff like that. Um, staying in the sports room, uh, like those the the. The sequels won't take away, but if you move, look like moves like Rambo, yeah, you know, First Blood, it kind of gets uh, diluted by the sequels, you know. I, yeah, I, you know what I mean. I, yeah. So um, if it was a standalone, like First Blood, like that movie, if it just stood on its own, might be, a, might I don't know, not a classic, but it might hold up some really well. Hold if you it don't pretty have, high, because yeah. Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Which is an ironic yeah. title. I never, I un Second didn't blood. understand it as a kid. First Blood Part Two. So is that the Third Blood? I'm just adding yeah. all the numbers yeah. here. You're just adding things together. Or yeah. Should I divide or is it times? Then it's just a one and or what? I don't know. But um, yeah, like those movies detract because you actually look at that movie before you even think back. Well, yeah. Well, the first Rainbow was really good. Yeah. You know. But yeah, you it. Well, when you talk about Taken, um, the, the fence climbing scene comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, and it could just be that being more recent, um, maybe, uh, or uh, that, I don't know, sometimes we just are more forgiving with some things than we are with other things. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually was thinking about this on the subject of, of Taken. Uh, has the action movie become, and obviously it's been around for a while. We just talk about all the Rambos and, and well, Rocky's not really an action movie. Um, but I feel like the action movie could be the new horror movie where they just pump, or they just pump a franchise and just mm -hmm. rip, you know, make as many as they can make as much as they can until they um 
I I think it's already happened. I, I mean, yeah. you look at a movie like Transporter, like the right. first Transporter was great. I mean, right. and how many have they had since then, right? Um, you look at a movie like um, Transformers. Yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think I saw the first one. Yeah, and I don't even know. know how many there are at this point. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's. I think it's already happened. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think. I think for sure. Are it's we, Fast and Furious. I mean, that's. Yes, yeah. that is another perfect example. But actually, from what I understand, and I haven't, I don't think I've ever watched a whole Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, like they're actually now turning the corner and getting. Like cheesy but good. They're like leaning. Good. They're leaning into. I think. Um, yes. Speaking from a place of total ignorance here, I believe that they're leaning into the over-the-top action. Yeah. Whereas I mean, it started as a pretty like they wanted to make this straightforward racing movie, street racing movie, which is kind of ridiculous in and of itself. Um, even right. though that is a subculture for sure. Um, and then, then the just things kind of sort of got off the rails, and it just. It didn't play well, I guess. Mm. Uh, a little it, fast and loose. Yeah, yeah. They were playing it a little too fast and loose, and then they, they were, ran off the curb. Yeah, and and they were furious yeah. about uh, you know the the reviews were in. Yeah. And a uh, couple couple of them were kind of flat. Yeah. And then some of them reinflated. Mm-hmm. Now no, but uh, you look at the Resident Evil yeah. stuff. You look yeah. at like all that stuff. Like yes, Resident Evil almost morphed into from a horror movie to an action franchise. Yeah, it, it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I mean, fuck, just something that came out. Tomb Raider. I mean, it just yeah. came out this week. Again, I mean, yeah. I know it's a little bit, di- little bit different, but kind of like with the Resident Evil thing, they're coming off the, uh, the, 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 uh, the game franchise, mm-hmm. but and. It, whatever, it's still a successful thing, and they're right. gonna. I mean, I, I, I mean, you can blame them and be mad at them, but like, if it's making money, yeah. Why? I mean, that's. Do it. I mean, it's it's one of those uh, weird. I was kind of having this conversation I mean, with about um, sports fandom with my one of my coworkers. Is it's you have this emotional attachment to a business? Yeah. You got to remember that they're in the business. They're not in the business of, um, you know, making movies to please you. They're in the business of making movies to please as many people many as possible. Many yes. Yeah. And if it doesn't please some of the people, as long as it pleases all enough, enough people, yeah, I guess. And yeah. even if the people enough. hate it, as long as they buy it, yes. Um, but yeah, well, so we're we're naming all these, and Resident Evil kind of teeters that line. But, you know, we don't have, there's not, it follows two, it follows three, don't breathe, zero. Um, you know. Oh, God damn it. Uh, I wanted to say something about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows. The, the guy that directed It Follows has yes. a new one coming out soon. Nice. Called The Terminal. Uh, it's supposed to come out this summer. Yeah, it's called, no, it's called Terminal. And it has Margot Robbie, Simon Pegg, and Mike Myers. So tell oh, me you're wow. not interested in that, right? I, I would not lie to you. Terminal. No kidding. Yes. I think it was... Come on, tell me it was... David Robert Mitchell? Uh, or was it Don't Breathe? Director. Uh, oh, maybe I'm wrong on this. Damn it, maybe I am. Terminal there was another movie. No, I'm sorry. That was one I really liked. 
crap. I'm uh, sorry. No, I no, no, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Under Silver Lake is the one mm. with, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, I know this is interesting for everyone listening. Uh, uh, Andrew Garfield is the lead in it. And, uh, yeah, David Robert Mitchell. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, he's got a new one coming out. Yeah. Coming up June 22nd. Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, but, I mean, there you go. You You know, we're not getting... Um, we're not getting these long the, running like pump and dump scheme almost uh, just like, you know, let's have a big opening weekend. And we still do get the, the conjurings <laughs> and the Ouija's or, but like people yeah. really like the conjuring. I'd say more of the art house ones are, 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 are less apt to do that. Like yeah. you're not going to get a ghost story too, or you're not going to get a, <laughs> um, darn, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate Ghost Story, but it's just, I don't need to see it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It, it, just so everyone knows, I'm not, like, lined up with Eric, with Anderson. Uh-huh. Like, Ghost Story was his favorite movie from last year. It was? Yeah. So. Mm. He, he throws some curveballs. Yeah. But, um. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. Um, it, it, has, it has made that shift from you yeah. know, the Friday 13th and the Freddies and all that stuff. Right. To, uh, or even like, uh, what's that, uh, what was that, off-road off or a wrong turn wrong franchise? Turn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, those, those are still kind of like kicking up dust here and there. Right. But it's not... Um, well, they're cheap to make, and yeah. they have an audience. And they have a big opening weekend, and it's a business. But, yeah, yeah I, I think the action movie has, like... Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, and to, uh, like, if you're willing to broaden this out a little bit more, I mm. mean, fuck, all the, all the comic book movies, that's yeah. all... I mean, that's action movie. And, right, you know. yeah. But those are still being, for the most part, really well-received. And I guess, like, Taken mm-hmm. was diminishing returns. Yeah. Yes. Like less it, it, each time. It's weird. It's weird to see. I guess it it lends it depending on the storyline and all that stuff. What mm. what you know what what finds an audience? You know, because yeah. I mean, you know, how many movies are released a year? You know, thousands yeah. of movies or a thousand movies, or whatever a year. And like, what catches fire? You know, and and if it doesn't get critically acclaimed, like you're not going to see six billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, but you're going to. You're gonna and you're not gonna get outer, or you're not gonna get, you know, the shape of fire, or any of that stuff. You're gonna, you're gonna, the stuff that's not getting critically. Shape of water too. Get wet, summer 2019. Yeah, <laughs> just totally rebranded. The shape of agua. This time Guillermo gets del Toroed. Yeah. Oh yeah. What a name. Yeah. Del Toro. Yes. Of the bull. Yes. Solo por ti. Bill of the bull. <sighs> all right. What a world. Uh, all right. <laughs> so you're number four. Okay. So um, the, the uh, forever great athlete, there's uh, a has been, and uh, even more so than never was. Uh, and we get the... Uh, the you know the classics the uh, the Uncle Ricos of the world, um, who uh, swear 
that they uh, had they been put in this, uh, you know, everything would have been different. Everything would have mm-hmm. changed. Um, and I just thought of Uncle Rico off the top of my head. My poll is a little deeper, a little weirder. Uh, from 1990, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Casey Jones. He, he swears if he didn't hurt his knee, he would have been a professional hockey player. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> Fair enough. I, that's actually probably the best reaction I could have, <laughs> could have gotten from you. Uh, played by Elias Coteus. You know, I forgive you for not knowing that name. Um, and forgive me for not pronouncing it well. But, yeah, there's, for, you know, every superstar athlete out there, there's the one who, uh, you know, if, if, if his knee didn't pop, he was, mm-hmm. he'd be drinking from the cup right now. Otherwise, he's drinking a Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's just, or doing a podcast drinking beer. Hey, there you go. Um, the... Uh, <sighs> Shoot, you know, I'm yeah, it's just that, a, hmm? I'm actually that cliche. Why? My my senior season, I was I was all uh, all conference mm-hmm. in my league, and it wasn't a big league. I was you know a smaller conference, but mm-hmm. it, I was a decent player. And my knee went 180 degrees the wrong way. My senior season. Who cares? 180. Just turn it back. Go pro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I actually don't think you're that cliche because you're not uh, sitting on a porch doing nothing with your life. You have two podcasts. Uh, you build things. Well, trust me. I spend a lot of time <laughs> on porches. No. Uh, yeah. Actually, you probably spend a, you You make them. <laughs> no. Um, the... Shoot. I actually had a, a legitimate... Oh, yeah. You don't sit around talking about it. Like, you... <laughs> I think... I would not be surprised if there's people that listen to our podcast or span the void that didn't know that you played college ball. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Because you don't, you don't sit around moping about how, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't catch that high stick. I've been waiting for this topic for so long. This is where I'm going <laughs> to. This, no. this, is, this is just the beginning of the end every yeah. single episode. <laughs> Back in my day. Yeah. These guys have it so soft. Back in my day. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So Casey Jones. Yeah. Casey Jones. Totally so irrelevant to the character. That's, that's just a sign of bad athlete right there. Would have yeah. gone pro. Would have gone pro. Like, why, are you, why are you fighting people in a hockey mask now? You're hanging out with turtles? You, what a weirdo. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know enough about the turtles hmm. other than the, the cartoon because I'd never read any of the comics or anything no, like that. I didn't but either. I know that like the guy that plays the arrow now in the CW was yeah. Casey Jones in the newest one, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't see them. I <laughs> I was watching uh, <laughs> I was watching on YouTube um, like a compilation of Casey Jones from the cartoon series. Yeah. And it is hilarious. Like whoever is writing that is just so I pictured them having the same enthusiasm about their job that I have about mine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which, they're like they're, yeah, they're they're waiting to write the next um yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And then they're stuck writing uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. At, yeah. that, at that time, is probably, yeah. Yeah, because it's it just the character of Casey Jones is like, I for some reason, I watched like a three-minute video, and he said, like, stop, lawbreakers, like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's funny. So that's what I did with my afternoon. <laughs> well, so what, uh, in this movie, what made him so... Uh, unathletic. I know you pitched about it. Like, um, well, actually, if specifically about the the athletics, um, he is carrying with him a like an arsenal of man. This is so strange. Like now that I'm thinking about it, he's carrying an arsenal. He has like baseball bats, a hockey stick, a cricket bat, and. Uh, so he's just ready. He's game. Yeah. Like literally, like, he's literally he's, game. He's ready to beat someone to a pulp or, Pick you up. know, have a friendly match. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I, I, I was watching some YouTube. Not great form. I'll give you yeah. that. Not great form. And uh, so <laughs> Casey Jones would have gone pro. Instead, hmm. he's... Uh, Drinking beer with uh, April O'Neil, which is pretty sweet. But yeah, he's he's the uh, the dwell on the past, the athlete of yesteryear. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, so for my number three, it's a weird one. It's a mm. tie, but it's not a tie. Okay. It's one guy, but two different roles. Uh, and they're back to back years in nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety four. Um, <laughs> so this first, guy is not a good athlete. And he played an athlete twice. Yes, and back-to-back years. And he replaced actually a good athlete in one of them. Hmm. So Omar Epps played uh, Darnell Jefferson in the program in 1993. He also also (laughs) reprised, or he uh, took over the role for Wesley Snipes in Major League Two. as. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, didn't do a good job on either one. Hmm. Um, Again. He is not a uh, multi-sport athlete. Absolutely not. Uh, Omar Epps, love him as an actor. I, I find him compelling, except whenever he's on the gridiron or the, or the diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the program in 1993, a movie that as a, uh, I think it was a junior in high school, mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of. That was the best. Uh, looking back on it now, it's, it, it's a little dated. <laughs> I remember seeing it in high school and also loving it. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and he played the rookie uh, running back and, mm-hmm. uh, again, held the ball extremely high in yeah. his arm. I wonder if that's a a camera thing. Like, uh, do you, do No. You, yeah. I don't Not know. Not with these two. I I I really examine these two movies uh, between <laughs> Sorry Rudy to hear and, that. <laughs> and these these couple scenes. Yeah. Um, uh, he did have a fumbling problem, and mm-hmm. thus he had to uh, carry the ball with him on campus oh. the entire time he was on campus. If someone else brought the ball back to Coach James Kahn, mm-hmm. uh, Santino Corleone, yeah, shoot him up um, at a toll booth. That's right. Um, and in Major League Two, in 1994 which is not, neither one of these movies are streaming mm-hmm. anywhere. And eh, the program probably worth a watch. Maybe like two is not. Uh, <laughs> Willie's Mays, he plays William Mays Hayes. So yeah. 
I we forgot just, about uh, this. This is back in that day where you could just switch in and out, you know, black athletic-looking actors, mm-hmm. and everything. Everybody would be like, eh, something's different. Hmm. They all look can't, the same I can't to put me. my thumb on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he hits a home run, because, like, this is the whole thing. Like, in the first one, in the first movie, he is all about stealing bases. In right. the second one, he's supposedly bulked up a little bit and he wants to hit home runs. Well, oh, he yeah. takes a swing at a, at a ball and there, and he cannot have got it past the pitcher's mound, maybe the second base, but he looks like he's, <laughs> he's, he's going to pimp out his, his uh, trot afterwards. Um, yeah. He's just, uh, it's just a weird situation. He just can't, he's not pulling it off. He's just not selling it for me. So hmm. Omar Epps, in, in, in a two-year span of 1993 to 1994. So, so far, I'm 1993, 1989, 1994, 1993. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stray too much further. Nice. Hey, uh, Casey Jones fits in that 1990. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, piggyback on that. Uh, what is, uh, you know what, in, in America, um, we, hate, we hate the cheater. That gets caught. And yeah. uh, in 1993, uh, Steve Latimer, he got caught. Oh. He got caught by James Caan. Bad athlete. Cheater. Oh. <laughs> he was actually believable. I mean, as far as like... On the field? Yeah, sure. But, yeah. but you know what? Bad athletes are cheaters. Shame, shame right. on you, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. You disgust me. With your place at the table, yeah, <laughs> it's First actually a pretty, uh, yeah. Hey, did you watch this? Hmm? Did you watch this scene? Uh, no, I, I probably won't forget it though. <laughs> there, when he's when he's running through the parking lot, yeah. there's two assistant coaches standing in in there, yeah. and there, the one one goes like, "Should we tell tell coach about this?" He's like, "No." <laughs> We should probably tell him that Dancy DeWoy's tested next week, though. <laughs> See, he bangs his head through a car window. Uh, not through one car window. Oh, multiple. Just... <laughs> uh, I just remember when um, I when I broke my arm um, for like the first week or two. I was you know on pain meds, so I was just in bed all the time, but. <laughs> I must have watched this. This, uh, The Matrix, and maybe GoldenEye. I probably watched each of those once a day for like two or three weeks. You had, yeah, you yeah. had your ultimate bro. Yeah, dude. Your bro stuff on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. First team defense, police at the table. <laughs> Yeah. The Ooh. yeah the uh, the program is uh, like it's it's a, a a runway of cliches. That's what that one is. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And it's, yeah, when you're I mean when you're younger, like we were talking about, we like we both liked this movie when we were in high school. When you're younger, uh, you. Um, it's perfect because you know you haven't seen a ton of movies like you you 
enjoy well, you're buying into are, all yeah. the cliches that you're selling. Yeah, you buy into the cl- cliches. You enjoy having things, the things spelled out for you. Um, and then, you know, you see more movies. You, you learn about nuance just from watching movies. I mean, you yeah, know, if there's anything, this movie, no. like, it, it actually tackles nuance yeah. in the middle of it. Because <laughs> you get the guy, uh, I watched a, a compilation of the uh, the guy that portrayed, he was like the water boy before the water boy, mm-hmm. where he would portray all the people that it, like he was trying to get mad at, and like he would tell them, yeah, oh yeah, like, hey, you, will, hey, do I recognize you? You look like my my sister's boyfriend, right? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen you around. She's pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, the program. Not to be confused uh, with the program. No. It's actually a pretty good movie. Blood doping. Yeah. Hell yeah. That is so interesting. Uh, like, just that the lengths that you would go to cheat. I know we talked about this movie before, so. Yeah. But. Yeah, we had our whole. Uh, yeah. Our, uh, uh, oh, that's when we had our big sports conversation then, too. But, uh, yeah. Top five That's big money, man. Big money. Yeah. Lance yeah. Armstrong was a household name. Mm-hmm. So, and as a cyclist, like, I, it's hard to do. I couldn't name another cyclist. And he had, Greg he had Lamont. A, I don't know who that is. <laughs> no idea, honestly. But as, we, right. as we discussed, I don't watch ESPN anymore. That's right. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, my number two... You're not going to like this too much, oh, I don't no. think. But well, you may like it. But uh, I know you like this movie, oh. uh, Chet Stedman, in 1993. He was at the end of his career, but one oh. uh, one rookie of the year decided to uh, boost his career, and uh, Gary Busey, <laughs> as the uh, old timey pitcher, trying to get yes. one more pitcher out of that arm. Got to give it him was chatter. It's bad, dude. Oh, it's, I'm sure. It's so bad. My son likes this movie. Does he? Yeah. I was not. It's, I was never. It's a about big baseball and about a kid playing yeah. with the guys. So. Yeah, hanging with the boys. I was never, mm-hmm. never a big rookie of the year guy. Okay, I, I thought maybe you'd like this. So I, uh, but I yeah. mean, it has the earmarkings of everything I would would like as a kid. Uh, you got the Cubs. Came got, out in '93. Yes. Cubs baseball. That's pretty much all you need. Yeah. But no, Sandlot Till I Die. Yeah, boy. I don't have any room. There's no room in my heart for another baseball movie. I love Sandlot so much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gary Busey is, oof, man, bad. Like, not even trying. Like, whenever he's throwing his pitch, like, he can barely do the leg kick to throw it to home. <laughs> and it's, ugh, it's rough. But, uh, yeah, so this is 1993, so I'm right in that sweet spot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, jeez. I mean, I... Sometimes it's just, it's amazing that Gary Busey was ever cast in anything. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, even, what's the... Buddy Holly story. Point Break. He, oh, he, yeah. Well, he was great in that. And, but and it's Predator so too. weird that he play like, he plays the more straight-laced guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. He's, an, uh, <laughs> when, when he's an absolute nutball. Yes. 
I made someone watch. I made someone at work watch uh, the. Have you ever seen the Gary Busey um, Fire TV advertisement? The, yes, yes. Oh my god! I made someone watch it at work the other day, and they were like, "What the fuck did yeah. did what I just this? look at? What did I just look at?" <laughs> just looked at Gary being Gary. Yeah. Welcome let's to the ex- show. Let's uh, let's exploit some uh, mental deficiencies, and we'll have everyone laugh at us. That's what they did, right? I mean, it was... Uh, I'm, I don't know. Gary Busey was saying hello to his pants, yeah. playing with a gong, and uh, yelling at his TV to find Gary Busey. That's not yeah. some sort of illness. I don't know what is. Way to go, Amazon. <laughs> hello, pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> Disgrace to the game. Uh, talked about pederasts earlier. 99. Mm. Talked like about the Coen brothers cool. earlier. I mean, what? Uh, sure. He's got one of the funniest bits in the movie, but is he good for bowling? We have to <laughs> ask ourselves. Is Jesus Quintana dangerous? Sex <laughs> offender. Eight-year-olds, dude. No one's a pederast. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just degrading the sport of bowling, the sport I worked so hard to get into triple digits. Used to roll, used to roll like a clean (laughs) sixty. Now you got these guys fucking up the game. It's just, it's, it's bad. It's bad for the sport. The Jesus, great, great. uh, Chews up scenery, but uh, it's such a subtle actor too, man, and just. John Turturro is like, so... You don't even recognize no. him, really. I feel like he is... Uh, like, he is only recognized when someone, usually the Coen brothers, decide they want you to recognize him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll do... Uh, I mean, John Goodman twice. Yeah. Or three times, I think, right? Um, fuck. Just craziness. Ugh. So good. Yeah, so Turturro's good, good man. Um, but Jesus Quintana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bowling needs a bowling needs a new face. But yes, great, great scene. Bad athlete. Bad man. Bad, bad man. Bad man. You're a bad bad man, Mr. Quintana. Like <laughs> well, funny enough, he shared a scene with this guy. Ooh. And in 1992, mm-hmm. I have my number one actor doing a bad athletic performance. And it pains me, but I think at this point in his time, he was just looking for a gig because probably came off, just came off King Ralph. King Ralph but John Goodman mm-hmm. in The Babe. Oh, yeah. It I- was so bad. So bad. Babe Ruth was probably one of the. Well, did you know that Babe Ruth might might have been black? Yeah. Or at least okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, no. Like I just recently found that out, and I found that very interesting. Yeah, that he just he was very light skinned and secretly broke the color barrier. Yes. <laughs> uh, but and like was, you know. 
a crazy great player and yeah. like dominated the sport pitching and and hitting and you know he hit 60 home runs when and it took another you know i don't know 25 years for someone to even approach it and then after that another 40 years for another guy to even approach that if yeah. not on steroids mm-hmm. and um uh yeah just a i mean the you know at that point in time everyone every great athlete played baseball right yeah um only you know well not all the great athletes you know most of them weren't allowed to play but mm-hmm. um the but babe ruth was supposed to be this, but he and he was portrayed as like a bumbling fool just a fat idiot mm-hmm. and like i don't know what they were doing with this thing like it was so bad like they need a biopic on babe ruth it would be great like have um oh paul thomas anderson do a picture right have That'd be um, interesting uh, Daniel Day-Lewis come out of retirement and method act Babe Ruth. That'd be <laughs> fucking amazing. I'm... You in? I, I, oh, oh, I'm in for sure. But I'm starting to... I think as this inkling has always kind of been in me, but I'm starting to really uh, lose respect for, for the method actor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and Unless they pull off a... Uh, uh, there will be blood or a gangs in New York. Oh, there will be blood. Is, no, it, there's no doubt that Daniel Day Lewis is a fantastic actor, but I do feel like you're a better actor if you can go home at night and you know just wash your face and go to bed instead of live in a log cabin for eight months. Like, yes, he, I like I uh, think people were saying were, on the set of Breaking Bad, like. They're like, it was crazy. Like, you're hanging out and talking to Brian Cranston, and then all of a sudden, action, and Walter White yeah. was there. Like, that's, that's acting. I, th- <laughs> I think it was on the set of Ishtar where uh, Lawrence Olivier mm-hmm. was, was acting with uh, Dustin Hoffman. I think this is a story. And uh, Dustin Hoffman was notoriously a method actor. He got into mm-hmm. his roles, and that's what he did, and all that stuff. And it came to a scene where you know Dustin was having a real tough time with it, and like, and he was still in character, in character, in character. And he's like, I'm trying to get, trying to get it. And uh, Lawrence Olivier looked at him and said, "It's called acting." Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. Yeah, I I think uh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, to circle it back to Babe Ruth, though, have you ever heard uh, Bill Burr rant about people who rant about Babe Ruth? Uh uh-uh. It is, it is priceless. He is is Bill Burr is a big. He's he's two things. He's a big sports guy and he's a big hot takes guy. So, yeah. So when he just, and he does his podcast alone most of the time. So he's right. just sitting in a room and he just, just starts shouting and ranting about <laughs> Babe Ruth and, and the people who he doesn't think, he doesn't think Babe Ruth's the greatest baseball player of all time. And then he, and he'll be shouting, like pretending to be the people who love him. He played in the dead ball era. Hmm. <laughs> he, you don't understand. He played in the dead ball era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's is, good. That guy's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, no, the Babe. What a weird movie. It's so dumb. Yeah. Like I hate it so much. It's like it's the worst. It makes me 
like that and King Ralph make me look at John Goodman and be like, what are you thinking? Fuck, yeah, yeah. so much better than that. Yeah, well, let's let's take a take a trip down memory lane because I feel like John Goodman, for me at least, I don't feel like he really hit his stride. Oh no, for, not for not until another ten years, probably. I mean, probably not that. till The Big Lebowski. Uh, well, yeah. I think The Big Lebowski was the first like role I saw him in that I was like, oh, well, he was okay. uh, was it um. He was in another Coen's brother movie. Other than he, I know he was in *Raised in Arizona*, but he was in another one as well. Uh, oh, brother. Yeah, and I, but I thought another one after, other than that as well. But probably. But yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah. We need it, more him in our life, and not on Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. No. Stop it. No Roseanne. Um. He was in Barton Fink. No, that's what it yeah. was. That was 91, though. So he's... Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, the Babe. I don't even know. Is that streaming anywhere? Probably not, huh? Uh, on, on Stars. Oh, okay. Kind of surprised. I feel like that movie... I'm surprised that movie hasn't been buried. Yeah. Maybe just like, well, we're not going to talk about this. Anyways. Um, kind of is. It's on Stars. Nice. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Not gonna happen. So, uh, my my number one character, who is the worst athlete, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as Sandy <clears throat> Lyle in Along Came Polly. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> Raindrops. The yeah, the the overconfident, uh, delicate Pickup. child actor Sandy Lyle is. Yeah. He thinks he is just. Just draining. Like, I honestly don't... I'm maybe thinking about this character in this pretty forgettable well, movie way too much. But I'm, like, watching the scene, and it's kind of like, does he know he's not making these? We we all know that pickup guy, though. The yeah. delusional guy that, like, will always take that three. Like, anytime... It's like, I'm open, I'm open. Like, you're mm-hmm. just hesitant to, like, pass it out to him. Yeah. Yeah, LeVar Ball. Yeah. Never lost. Yeah. <laughs> Beat Michael Jordan, both hands tied behind his back, feet mm-hmm. amputated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's so great because he really, like, I think that this, I think that Sandy Lyle doesn't know that he's missing. Mm-hmm. He's decided as soon as that ball leaves his hands, put it on the board. That's three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is... He's like the um the oh shit, what's his name? Plays for the Cavaliers. Uh Jared Smith. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like He's like Jared Smith. Like no shot's a bad shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh J.R. Smith. I guy's cancer in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin Love is. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that that is just for you and me because that yes. that conversation yes. wasn't recorded. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all in all, that is hilarious that you were you found like the sweet spot of bad acting. It's amazing. Like, and I didn't really like I, for some reason I wrote everything out. And Seem- I put the year and yeah, it's. Effortless. I mean, what, 
actually, with the exception of 1989, that's the outlier mm-hmm. right there. If you took the median of all these, it's 1993. Because I got three 1993s, a 92, and a 94. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right there. Sports were dead. Grunge was everything. I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. It was That was the... Some some kind of weird thing there, you know. And like I came across a couple of lists, like people saying Kevin Costner was a bad. Like, actually, his best movies are the the movies where he's playing a baseball player or playing a golfer. You know? Yeah. Because Field of Dreams is pretty good. His dad wasn't a very good baseball player though, because like he threw weird. (laughs) Um, uh, Are you throwing like that? Some uh, sort of queer. The perfect game mm-hmm. was uh, he was good at Tin Cup. I I just love that Tin movie Cup. so much. He he plays the down and out um, guy. Like I don't know where that guy went. I want him. I want that Kevin Cost. I don't want you know Mr. Brooks or um, the the you know uh, whatever the postman or the uh, Kevin Costner has like I don't know he he. He's a household name, but he doesn't have a lot of, in my opinion, doesn't have a lot of good movies under his belt. Like, you just named some really good ones, but, you know, he's got Waterworld, Dances with Wolves. What? Yeah, Rob, I mean, that's Robin where it, Hood, goes, like, it goes weird, right? Yeah. You go to, like, his, his, he's, he's our action star right now? That's who we want to put in with Gills and, like, uh, yeah, I don't what think is so. That? What is the, this... That could be a ripple effect from Taken, too. Yeah. Where, like, we we get the, you know, this veteran uh, actor. Yeah. Yep. Throw him in three days to kill. Get out of here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Mystery. Interessante. Um, but, yeah. that's That's weird that they... The, the list would single him out. I guess because he's like, if he's just so, he's a baseball guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he's, great in Bull Durham. Oh, too. He's, Bull Durham. You know, and people said Tim Robbins was a bad pitcher and that. And he, like, I looked at clips and, like, I was checking, like, I, I did a lot of YouTube research for this nice. episode. And, um, and just watching, like, Tim Robbins' pitch, he was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the worst part of that movie was, uh, was uh, what's his name, Arliss. Or, uh, you know what I'm talking about. The the manager, not the manager, but the assistant manager. Uh, crap. Uh, uh, the guy that played uh, Batman Knox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I can never remember that actor's name. Yeah. Knox. Oh, and uh, give Knox a grant. Yeah. Look at this guy. All righty. Well, good list. I like that. That's yeah. fun. Let us know what you think. Worst actors playing athletes. Let me know what you think. Uh, yeah. let, uh, not me. Let us know what you think. Um, if, you, if we left something out. I saw a lot of uh, uh, lists that had uh, uh, Vinny Jones on, uh, in The Green Machine. I never saw that movie. Hmm. It was a, a soccer movie. Bullet Tooth Tony. Uh, yeah, Bullet Tooth Tony. Uh, what else? There was some. Bah, 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 bah. There were some old timey movies and stuff, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I 
yeah, I stayed away from most of that stuff. Every like the first one that came to the top of my head was uh, John Goodman and uh, Willie Mays Hayes. Just hmm. not being able to pull off baseball. Yeah, his you got to be able to throw a baseball. You have to be able to throw it, right? Yeah. Like I would say if, that that's a really good starting point, and yeah, probably the. That and maybe the stance are probably two of the easiest things yeah. you can learn. Yep. And, and or, do the most be essential. Able to swing a bat realistically. You know? Yeah. I don't know. All that stuff seems very intuitive to me. It does. Maybe it just grew up. I, not maybe. I grew up playing sports. But uh, maybe these guys didn't. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Maybe they had different coaches. Mm-hmm. Anyways. One thing we all know mm-hmm. is we're we're all stars or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think. In the dope show. In the dope. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard Antichrist. 